With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Trickeration, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the Triggeration Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Matt, and thanks for tuning in to the world's number one rated show about deception in sports, your weekly celebration of the cheaters, schemers, pranksters, and scammers, all people who play by their own set of rules. Last week, we went all in on a sketchy WNBA assist record. The week before that, it was potato pickoffs in the outfield. Next week, we are hot on the trail of the backstory of Mike Tyson's prison contraband, But this week, we've got an all-time doozy on the hook for you. A suspicious state fishing record that lasted for just one day. And the story of the fisherman who got snagged along with it. Always in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, maybe. What if? What if I do catch a big fish? What if I do break that record? Next time I catch a fish that's close to a state record, I'm going to hit it over the head and I'm going to throw it down the hole. I don't want anything to do with it. Tom Volt is a 42-year-old city councilman in North Dakota. In his spare time, he's mostly on the river. Fishing started back when I was about five years old. We would go with my family to the river and, and we'd fish all day. And, you know, it was just kind of a family thing that we did and I loved it. And what do you like about fishing? It's kind of an escape, to be honest. It, it truly is an escape for me. It was somewhere where I could just be at peace and I didn't have to think about my responsibilities, my job or anything like that. Because when I was on the water, all I was trying to do was figure out how to catch more fish. And it was addictive to me. Like, uh, my wife tells me all the time that I have an issue. Because <laughs> I do spend a lot of time and a lot of money on fishing and um, just love it. In the state of North Dakota, one type of fish is coveted more than any other. Our state is very much all about the walleye. And it's just, it seems to be the fish of choice. People spend thousands and thousands of dollars to chase these walleye. And it's a big sport for people here. And what's so special about the walleye? It tastes the best. In my mind, uh, the walleye is tastier than any other fish. And uh, they're finicky at times, so they're hard to catch. So if you get really good at it, it's kind of like bragging rights. From 1959 to 2018, the record for the largest walleye caught in North Dakota remained untouched. But there were whispers that the record fish was scooped and not hooked. That record held for almost 50 years, and it was controversial. Like People were like, no, he found it dead. That shouldn't count. You should take that record away. 
it was something that people wanted to see broken. And two years ago, it was broken when a man named Neil Lear reeled in a 15-pound, 13-ounce walleye. And everyone was like, yay, it's broke. We don't have a controversial record. Good for Neil, you know, and I don't know the guy. Um, I know from some of the stories that he wasn't an avid angler, which makes it even better. Like somebody that doesn't fish a lot goes out and catches a state record. How, how great of a story is that, you know? It was Easter Sunday, and I really had no plans to go fishing. But my buddy Joe, he was like, Tom, I think you should really come out and go fishing with me. I was here yesterday catching some fish out of this spot, and I think it'd be really fun to try to catch some more fish. So I was able to convince my wife and the kids to come fishing with me on the shore of the Hart River in Mandan. Um, I wasn't really expecting to catch a whole lot of fish. I thought maybe one or two nice fish and maybe something for the frying pan. Um, but we started catching fish right away. And we found that there was a spot about 100 feet out. And if you threw it into that slack water, these fish were kind of sitting in the in this slack water uh, of the current. So we felt that if you just dragged it along the bottom of the water, that would give them a lot of time to bite. So I cast out about 100 feet out there into that slack water. And I just slowly start reeling it in. And I just felt this tunk. That, what that really means is the fish picked it up in its mouth. And I'm like, holy cow, was that a walleye? Is that, I, gosh, I hope that's a walleye. And I set the hook and I'm like, oh man, that feels heavy, you know? And I start reeling it in and it's not really moving. It's like solid. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is a big one, you know? So my wife was recording me. Okay, hold on a sec. Let's get, let's get this fish for dad here. Dad's got a gigantic fish. So I'm fighting it for about two minutes and it's staying underwater and I don't know what this thing is. And I'm like, Jesus, this is a big fish. You know, it's a big fish. And then all of a sudden, you know, it kind of broke the surface. So at that point, when it breaks the surface, I could see my string is coming from the head of the walleye, not from anywhere else. Oh, that's a big walleye. It's a big walleye. And at that point, I think what she did is she, she rolled. And I believe then that my string somehow got looped around the fish um, because it just changed the way it fought. So for the first two and a half minutes, you can see the head shakes. You can see where the fish is literally, you know, shaking its head underwater. And you can see that that rod bounce, just like a typical walleye does, right? Typical. Um, no concerns whatsoever. But then after about two and a half minutes, you can see that that kind of stopped. And that's what makes me think absolutely that this thing just rolled and got tangled in the string. Because at that point, it just changed the way that it was fighting. And uh, at this point, it's about 50 feet out in front of me. And I'm just reeling this fish in, just horsing it because I'm like, God, I don't want to lose this in the current. I'm trying to get it into shore. And uh, I'm not making much ground on this thing. His fishing buddy, Joe Gibbs, is standing by, poised with a net. And I'm telling Gibbs, I'm like, you better get down there, you know, better get down to that spot where we're going to have to net this fish. And he runs out to this peninsula and he gets way out there and he can't see the fish. He's like looking all over for this fish. He's like, where the hell is it? Where the hell is it? And uh, all of a sudden, you know, it gets down close to him and he nets this fish. And I'm like, thank God, we got it in the net. And I see this fish in the net and I start swearing. Holy shit! Let's go, dude, that's the record! Holy shit! And everybody's out there just like giving high fives and, and, and it's like cheering and uh, it was, <laughs> it was true joy. I, like again, I've been fishing for 35 years, 36 years at the time. And I'd never seen a walleye that big. It is something that dreams are made of. When Volt pulls the fish from the net, he's shocked by what he sees. When I pull her out for the first time, she's got this massive belly on her. Like, it just hangs down. And, and at that time, you know, they're spawning in April. 
and she was full of eggs. Like she was absolutely full of eggs. And, and what people need to know is that she's most likely on the end of her life cycle. And that once she were to spawn out those eggs, she was pretty much going to be done for most likely because, because she was pretty old. So I have no problem keeping a fish like that just because we have no shortage of walleye population in, in the river that I'm fishing. As per custom, Volt gathers his family around and holds high the prized fish for the snapshot he can only assume will echo in time long after he's gone. Maddie, come here, guys. Take a picture with me. Ready? Ready, guys? Three, two, one. Okay. And then I think someone goes, put it on the scale, man. Put it on the scale. And I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds good. I, I didn't know somebody had a digital scale there. And Joe goes, I got one. And he whips out his digital scale and we put it on there. 16, three. 16-5! And I'm just yelling these numbers out. And at that point, I knew it had potential to be a state record because I knew that the, the current state record is 15 pounds. So that's when I kind of figured this has potential. So I'm trying to call everybody I know to try to get a hold of Game and Fish. And on an Easter Sunday, that's kind of hard to do. And uh, finally, I call Burley County Dispatch. And I'm like, okay, I have a big walleye here, guys. I think it's a state record, and I need some officers to come verify this fish for me. And, you know, they show up at the gas station where the certified scale is. And at that time, it had been already starting to dry out, and the owner of the gas station let me put it in this big minnow tank. So I was able to kind of keep it alive, and uh, we put it on the scale. And it weighs 17 pounds on the scale. And the, and the guy goes, uh, it's, it's official. He goes, that slider bar is right at 17 pounds, zero ounces. And the other officer goes, oh, it's not showing in the ounces very well, you know, because it has this old slider bar on it. And I go, well, we can go somewhere else, too. I was like, I, I want this to be legit. I want you guys to feel comfortable with the weight, you know, and I want it to be a legit record. So the next step is to get it to the next gas station. And at that point, it's kind of drying out. And I know that it's going to lose weight drying out. But at this point, it was 17 pounds. And I knew it could dry out a lot before I would ever lose the record. And by the time I got to the second scale, the scale was jumping around from 16 pound, 12 ounces to a little over 17 pounds. And it was because the fish was so big, she didn't fit on the scale. And like she would flop her tail and uh, that would kind of throw off the scale a little bit. And I said, we can easily go to somewhere else. I have no problems with that. And uh, they go, yeah, I think I know a place. And uh, we got to the third scale. And at that point it was 16 pounds, nine ounces. But that one showed consistently every time. I knew I was comfortable with that. The officers were comfortable. And at that point, they were taking pictures and video and they were sending them to people and laughing and saying, I think we got a, we got a new record, you know, and they were excited to be there and, and to witness this fish. And what are your emotions when it becomes apparent at this point that you have caught the record walleye for your state? I would say as a fisherman, it was the greatest moment of my life. It was like, the angels opened up in the clouds and started singing to me. It was, it was pretty great. I, I, I was at a loss for words, but I was calling people as I was driving. State record! Another state record! Walleye! Verified by Game and Fish. 16 pounds, nine and a half ounces. We had to go to three different scales just to get an accurate weight on it. And uh, I'm going to do an interview right now, and the news station wants to get a hold of me. This is crazy. I'm like a celebrity for a day. What kind of stature would it be to have the record for this fish? Like, how important is that? Okay, so here's the, a misperception. So a lot of people believe that there's royalties and that you'll get pictures everywhere and that you will get all this money. And that is absolutely not true. But 
I think even I was under the perception that, oh my gosh, I could get some royalties if I let people make replicas of this and they could put it in their stores, just to find out later that no, that doesn't happen. Big box stores and everybody else just takes your measurements and they make their own replicas. I think there's this false perception that you, you get all this money and you get all this fame and it's really not true. But it is just excitement and bragging rights. That's really what it's for. It's to say, I caught the biggest walleye in the state. Nana, nana, boo boo, you know? All right, time for a quick break. On the other side, witnesses come forward casting doubt on the catch as well as Tom's character. If somebody had a concern, fine, great, I don't care. Why wouldn't they have just talked to me about it? Why did they just let me leave? There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. When I left the shore, everybody was excited. Nobody brought up any concerns, not one person. So I left that shore thinking that everybody was as excited as I was, that they just got to witness this awesome huge fish um, being caught. When do you realize that there's controversy with this catch? Well, it was really the next day. Okay, so Game and Fish came out with their announcement at 9 o'clock in the morning and said, hey, we got a new record. You know, Tom Volk's walleye, 16-pound, 9-ounce walleye is the new state record. And I'm getting flooded with calls from the media asking me to tell my story. But the gut punch came when they called Gibbs, the guy who netted the fish. And they, they called him and said, we want you to provide a statement. The fish is under investigation and you're witness to the violation. And Gibbs called me and said, did you know that? And I'm like, I didn't know. You know, what, like, what would they be investigating? Why would they invest, want it? What, what? I was like, I had no idea what was going on at that point. Game and Fish launched a full-scale investigation into whether Tom Volt's walleye was caught legally in the mouth or was foul hooked, meaning the hook entered the fish somewhere behind the gill plate. So we get to the fish that everybody is interested in, of course. Mm-hmm. So... Let's go through that. So you netted the fish. You, you're you 
you're saying you didn't know where it was hooked at that time. No. Well, I was just paying attention. I was just trying to get a big-ass fish on that. So, like, Joe was telling him that this fish was flopping in the net. And he goes, I never looked for the hook or the string. Fish flop around in the net at all? Okay, because in the video, it doesn't move at all. Yeah, I can feel it flying on my back. So, the bit, what's in the video is wrong. And uh, the, the officer says to him, you're lying. Why are you lying? Are you lying to protect Tom? I said it was over my Joe, this is... I'm telling you, I've had an officer behind my back. You need to tell the truth. Scott, I am telling you. I mean, it, and it's on the video. The fish didn't even move. I mean, it's the story Tom's telling everybody is 100% not what happened, not the truth. Oh, it's like, I couldn't believe he said that, but it was that's recorded. And at that point, they're not looking to prove me innocent. They're looking to prove me guilty. And what's their motivation in your mind for not trying to prove you innocent? What, what do you think their intentions are? You know, that's a good question. So the guy who currently has the North Dakota state record, is his name is Neil Lear. And he has a first cousin named Doug Lear. And Doug Lear is North Dakota Game and Fish lead biologist. So right there, every walleye that's caught for a record becomes a conflict of interest because it's one of Game and Fish's very own that has the record. It's his, his first cousin. So it's like, that's a problem right there. So what I did is I conducted an open records request after the investigation was completed. And I asked for all the communications going back and forth between Game and Fish and anybody else pertaining to my walleye. And there was a text message going back from Doug Lear to somebody else saying, yep, still a Lear in the record books. So you know that they're not technically a, a neutral party when it comes to any type of walleye record in my mind. In North Dakota, keeping a foul hooked fish, regardless of intention, is a class B misdemeanor and a $1,500 fine. So that's a huge issue for me because I am a drug prevention specialist for the state. I help train law enforcement. And it's like if I were to get a class B misdemeanor on my record, that could potentially have me lose my job and other job opportunities in the future. And that's ultimately why I had to hire an attorney. And people are like, oh, I don't know why he hired an attorney. Well, when somebody's telling you that you've committed a violation, aren't you going to hire an attorney? Because you know what they're trying to do at that point. And what does their investigation look like how wide a net are they casting? I thought when they opened the investigation, it was going to be thorough and it's going to take everybody's perspective into account, but they didn't. So what happened is, is after they opened this investigation, right, this Matthew Knuth guy, they called Game and Fish that night. And this was about 10 o'clock at night, the night I caught my walleye. Um, yeah, the North Dakota State's record probably shouldn't be a record. I was right beside the guy and I'm almost like 100% positive and the snake in the tail. It came in tail first and they netted it tail first. They were snagging fish all day. In his statement to Game and Fish, Knuth told investigators that before Volt landed the big one, he saw him foul hook multiple fish, which he let his kids reel in. That's what he says, right? And I have pictures of those two walleye with my two kids and him in the background showing that those walleye were hooked in the mouth. I have the pictures where the hook is still in the mouth of the walleye. And that's a blatant lie that he told the investigator. And then he goes, well, I didn't put two and two together till later. So, you know, it probably was foul hooked. I'm not sure if you guys could tell or not, but people were booing the guy on shore. I kind of didn't put two and two together until later that day. But I'm a hundred, like 99.5% sure it was snagged. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, in a court of law, it, you know, with my peers as my jury, that would never hold up. And that is absolute reasonable doubt by their only official witness. Another person who came forward to question Volt's record wasn't even there when the fish was caught. Well, hey, I uh, got an email that you had some uh, concerns regarding the new state record fish. Yeah, I, I was down there the, that morning, and I know I watched eight or ten fish come out, and every single one of them were snagged. Sure. So, in the back of my mind, I think there's a 99% chance that fish was snagged and caught, you know, illegally down there. I think you were probably right. So uh, I'm I'm assuming that you weren't down there then when it was caught. No, I was not. Okay. Jacob Magnus was never even a witness in my case, but he's listed as a person interviewed and um, involved. Never clarifies in the report that this guy never was even a witness. And what's the motivation of all these outside witnesses? What what are, what are their motivations? So I will say for Matthew Knuth. He's upset that we got to the spot first. I was there since like Thursday or whatever. Uh-huh. And I kept seeing all these fish come in. But I couldn't figure out how everybody was catching the fish all the time. You know, it's like he was just jealous and upset. And he was mad that we were there. And then he goes, all the fish there are snagged. So then why are you fishing it? If you think all the fish are snagged, why are you there for three days in a row fishing the spot then? His statement would absolutely be torn apart in a court of law. And is there any evidence when you're looking at the fish after it's out of the water that would provide, in, again, insight into where the hook went into the fish? Yes. So, like, anytime you follow hook a fish, there's going to be a mark. There is no mark on this walleye, and there's nothing there. But it has a huge hole in the mouth, and there's actually string burn on the cheek of the walleye, and the string marks point right to where the hole is in the mouth of the walleye. So the only other damage on this fish is the torn soft dorsal fin. And when the taxidermist looked it over, there's actually scar tissue on the dorsal fin. So the taxidermist said, Tom, that's an old wound. He said it couldn't have been hooked there because that's an old wound. So that tells me that if there's just a soft dorsal fin tear that's old and there's a hole in the mouth and string burn on the cheek, it was caught in the mouth. Okay. So for people who don't fish again, who cares if you catch a fish through the mouth, a foul hook? What's the big deal about foul hooking fish and why is it such a, a stigma? That is a great question, to be honest. That is a very great question. I posed that same question to Game and Fish because to me, it shouldn't matter where it's hooked. And I can count in my lifetime. I've only foul hooked a fish five times probably in my lifetime. So it's a lot easier to catch a fish in the mouth than it ever is to foul hook one. So when does the investigation report come out and what's the next domino to fall? Okay, so... The investigator calls me and says, I would like a statement from you. And I said, okay, let me just get a hold of my attorney. Because at this point, you know, I'm still under investigation. And they're still trying to get me with a crime. So the attorney reminds me of that. So he said, you make sure that you don't provide a statement. And you don't let them take your walleye unless they get a warrant for it. So I called the, the investigator back. I said, I can't speak to you because you're holding these criminal charges above my head. And I said, I'm saving the walleye for you. And you guys can come get it. But you just have to get a warrant for it. And then he hangs up the phone. What did your wife think about all this while it was going on? I think when 
the, the time where she got the most upset was when I was thawing the fish out in the bathtub to kind of record the condition of the walleye because I figured that this was going to have to go to court and that I would want to have documentation of the condition of this walleye. When she sees me in the bathroom thawing out this 32 and a half inch walleye in the bathtub, and I'm thinking she's going to be mad at me. And she comes in and goes, this is so frustrating. She goes, I can't believe they're doing this to you. I, I can't believe it. She goes, I was there. I witnessed this. There's nothing, nothing happened. And she's like, I don't know why they're doing this. And I think she was just as frustrated and as upset as I was that we had to go through this and that she saw me losing sleep. She saw me consulting with the attorneys. She knew it was going to cost money. And she was, she was mad. And she doesn't get mad very often, but she was pretty mad. So then what happens next? Okay, so then, then uh, some time goes by and I haven't heard anything, you know. The walleye is in the freezer against my taxidermist recommendation. I'm, I'm fully expecting the game and fish to come and get a warrant for the walleye. And uh, nothing. They don't come and get it. They don't call me anymore. Um, and then uh, on May 10th, they call my attorney and they say, hey, we want to talk to you and Tom. So my attorney calls me and I go rushing over there as fast as I can. And in this conversation, he says, the decision was made to issue a warning. And I'm like, what about the record? Why, why, what do you, what do you mean you're giving me a warning? What are you giving me a warning for? You know, what, I didn't think I did anything wrong. And the investigator goes, well, we believe that you foul hooked that fish. And I said, wait, 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 don't you want to look at my evidence before you make your decision? Why don't you look at this stuff now? And the investigator goes, well, right now my, my investigation is closed. I was just mad. I was like, they had this walleye. They could have looked it over. They could have done their job when they had it, and they just didn't do it. And now they're going to try to make me look guilty. And that's exactly what they did. They gave me a written warning, and I can't fight a written warning in court. They gave me a written warning. They published this one-sided investigation report, and I was never even able to do anything about it. I couldn't cross-examine my, any witnesses. I couldn't present my evidence. Like, I even asked them about an appeal process, and they said, nope, there's no appeal. That's a due process violation. You can't do that. In the fishing world, you, you do have a reputation like, oh, call Tom. He knows what he's doing. You know, call Tom. He'll give you a good spot and stuff like that. And it destroyed all that. What Game and Fish did, it ruined my entire reputation in the fishing world. I stopped fishing for almost, oh man, from April all the way up until like December. I even put my boat up for sale because I never wanted to fish again. It just took a lot of enjoyment out for me, you know. When you walk around, do you feel like there is a perception? Tell me a little bit about how this has affected your reputation. In the beginning, it was hard. Uh, you know, in the beginning, it was very difficult. And I couldn't believe what some people were saying about me and about my character. So I, I sit on the city council, too, uh, for my community, right? Um, for my city of Lincoln, North Dakota. And when I do some public announcements or I chime in publicly about something, somebody always brings up my walleye. Oh, Tom is misleading, just like his walleye. Tom shouldn't be on council because look what happened with his walleye. He doesn't want to follow the rules. So it does impact me every day in the fact that somebody always brings up the walleye. And it's just like, really, guys? You can't drop this by now? Oh, man. Tell me a little bit about sort of what has come at you online or, or other places. The social media part of this is just unbelievable. So I got this message from somebody that says, put a gun in your mouth and taste lead. I can't believe you're trying to take a record from somebody who caught their fish legitimately. And what an effing loser you are for doing this. And, and the fact that people are telling you to commit suicide because you caught a walleye is unbelievable to me. Did you ever think that your dream of catching this record fish 
could unspool into what has become sort of a nightmare. No, I would have never thought that at all. When I left the shore, everybody was excited. Nobody brought up any concerns, not one person. So I left that shore thinking that everybody was as excited as I was, that they just got to witness this awesome huge fish being caught. And I think that was the biggest thing for me is I just got stabbed in the back. Where is the fish now? It's on my wall. I was able to convince my wife that since this walleye is the unofficial state record, I said that I want it in the living room. And uh, every time I look at it, I'm like, I caught the biggest fish in the state and nobody can ever take that away from me. I am looking at the biggest walleye ever caught in the state. So to me, I don't care what people think. It's, it's sitting on my wall and it's a beautiful fish. All right, a big thanks to Tom Volt for sharing his side of this fishing story. Curious to hear what the listeners think? Please share your thoughts at Trickeration on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're liking the show, please take a minute to rate and review on iTunes. It does help a lot. And finally, as we do every week, we check in with the legend, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Chris, how'd we do this week? Maddie, good job. Keep up the good work, pal. Thanks, Chris. All right, talk to you guys next week. Trickeration is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st. 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.